when she wants to, you fucking do it. <laughs> hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where, seriously, guys, if you're playing our home drinking game, please use caution and hydrate for this episode. My name is Mary. This is Josh, and I. No, I'm not going to object to the wedding. <laughs> I'm Melanie, and I say hydrate or dehydrate, my friends. <laughs> so, a quick shout out to our Patreon members Brendan Phillip, Captain America, Marie Johnson, Michael Jung, Jason Carter, Laura Bernheim, Brad Mulholland, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano. Thank you very much. Now, if you are a Patreon member, you should go and check your Patreon accounts because we sent a little gift to our Patreon members. Um, in the mail, and I need some of y'all's snail mail address, and I left you messages, and you need to get it to me. So go check your mail and send me your snail mail. Yeah, yeah. Do what she says. Um, and you won't in it. a similar, in similar vein. So I made stickers. I uh, have some just fun little stickers that you can use on a water bottle or a laptop. Um, of Dallas. Right now I have a JR, I have a Miscelli, I have a Suellen, and I have a Jock. And I also have a Ewing Barbecue logo sticker. And um, we are selling those. Uh, they are on our on my uh, Etsy site, which I will post in the show notes. But if you just contact us, email our email, theewingbbq at gmail.com or message our Facebook or Instagram, and you have Venmo or PayPal, you can just send me 10 bucks. You get all of them. No postage. That's US only. (laughs) You international people, I have to charge an extra three bucks for shipping because I can't afford that. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's just a little new thing that we're doing. So if you're interested, and I'd like to give a thank you to Kyle Lukes, and Jennifer and Delicado for buying some and for uh, Kyle throwing a little bit extra in for the bourbon fun. That is really super rad of you. And um, we appreciate it. Thank you. You got to keep the drinks flowing because Cliff That's Barnes right. needs to be lubricated. <laughs> Most of this episode. I, I actually have a, a sticker on my computer on the upside. So when I open it, I can advertise for us today is september 12th linda gray turns 83 today and she does not look anywhere near 83 and linda gray speaking of which is going to be on a cruise out of vancouver to los angeles at the beginning of october we'll find the details and post it up it's just come up last week it's a 80s stars fan cruise and she's going to be joined by charlene tilton Cherie Wilson and Christopher Atkins. So I can just see a Peter. Dallas. I can, I can, uh, Omri Katz, are you out there? You should go on this too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could just see a uh, Dallas Love Boat X Files type of a scenario here where Sue Ellen and Lucy are chasing Peter around the boat and the ghost of April is haunting everybody. <laughs> and this weekend's coming up down at the Heritage Museum of Orange County in Santa Ana, California. I don't know anyone that's out there, the 16th and 17th. Omri Katz will be at a Camp Creep It Real event. They can't call it Hocus Pocus during the Screen Actors Guild strike. 
He will be there with Jason Marsden and Vanessa Shaw from there. And that's going on in Orange County this weekend, Saturday 1 to 7 and Sunday 11 to 5. And the chiller at the end of October, we were there in April, but the end of October, uh, originally announced was Barbara Carrera, Angelica Nero. And um, any Knots Landing listeners out there, uh, Kim Langford, who played Ginger in the first few seasons, is going to be there. And the newest addition as of the other day is Deborah Renard, our own Sly Lovegren. Oh, cool. I just want to say I have mad respect for Deb Renard for getting the hell out of Scientology. Totally. Oh, my God. Totally. Oh, my God. That's all I can say about that. (laughs) Priscilla Presley, too. Oh, she got a little bit of props. I am okay, so I'm not 100% on this, but I am pretty sure she got out. That is the word on the street. She hasn't been really vocal about it. I know Lisa Marie got out. Yeah, she's not going to be vocal because they'll be coming after her for the rest of her life. Uh, Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, she's a suppressive person. You come after Priscilla Presley. You come after Priscilla Presley in what is still left of the Elvis Mafia. Scientology Elvis Mafia is going to come after you, too, because okay. don't fuck with Priscilla. Scientology has gone after everybody. Like, they, mm. have the, yeah. they have the insane amount of money and the power to do it. Like, they own part of Hollywood. It is nuts. Yeah. It is nuts. They are a straight-up cult. Josh, have you ever watched the documentaries that Leah Remini did? No, it's it's on it's somewhere on a list, but I have not had uh, opportunity to catch up. Josh, it's wow! It is eye opening. I think you'd be really interested in that. I think so too. Well, since there is no fall programming because of the strike, yeah. it might yeah. be a good time to uh, catch up them, on these things. That would probably be that one would probably be the series mm-hmm. that I would tell you to go to first. It's that good, and I wish she had kept going with it because people keep leaving Scientology, and Scientologists right. keep getting convicted of fucking crimes. Hello, Danny Masterson. Uh-huh. Oh, is he a Scientologist? Yes. But also, okay, so it's Linda's birthday. It's Sammy's birthday, and I just want to say on behalf of all of us, Mary, we are so glad you are here because it is also the 10th anniversary of a terrible accident that she was in. It's true. Uh, 10 years ago today. You almost ended up road pancake. I did. I was walking across the street and I got hit by a car while I was walking. I was walking legally, by the way, with the light and an old man hit me. It was kind of best case scenario for the situation. I could have probably been dead but instead i just have fucked up knees now so whatever it's fine so uh-huh. you're here with us with screwed up knees right. versus up True. up there right. chilling with larry hagman yeah uh, speaking of birthdays i i'm actually currently in orlando for a oh, few days so okay. i don't have my birthday calendar but i will note that um mary crosby's birthday is on september 14th and Morgan Woodward, who played Punk Anderson, was September 16th, 1925. So uh, okay. I will have next an time. updated next list time. of all the birthdays I missed next week. And um, last thing on Deborah Renard is if you ever have a chance, she and Al Sapienza, who was on The Sopranos, um, they go around and they have a music act together. And they were opened for Peter Noon of Herman's Hermits recently. And they do a great job. And if you have a chance to see her, for Highly sure, I'd love to catch that. 
Okay, so today we are talking about Season 6, Episode 11, Episode 114 of the series, Post-Nuptial. Here are your keys back. I won't need them anymore. Hey, what's going on? Cliff, I have had it with you. You want Sue Ellen? Fine, go to her. Could my association with him hurt Harwood Oil? That all depends on what your association is. He owns 25% of my company. I wouldn't want to be in J.R.'s shoes if the Justice Department caught him. They'll just shut down your whole operation. I assure you, a thought like that never crossed my mind. Whatever it takes, I'll stop you from destroying you in oil. It was written by David Paulson, directed by friend of the pod, Michael Priest, and aired December 10th, 1982. Also on December 10th, 1982, the number one song in the U.S. was a favorite of mine, Mickey by Tony Basil. Who was an easy rider. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in the U.K. it was Save Your Love by Renee and Renato. And the number one film in the U.S. was The Toy which is kind of a weird movie if you watch it Richard, yeah, with Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor. If you watch it now, it's a little questionable. But, you know, <laughs> 1982, I guess. I don't know. We watched that with our kids, and it's one of those things you watch, and you're like, all right. huh, I don't remember this stuff. But all right. Okay. Well, uh, okay, <laughs> I just watched it with my kids. Okay, that, that um, shouldn't have happened. So, uh, top news stories from this week and uh, from this day in 1982, uh, the CDC reports uh, the first, this first time they reported anyway. I'm sure it happened before that. First reported of a transfusion recipient who developed AIDS symptoms. Gee, because and, the blood was tainted with AIDS, right. because the blood had AIDS, and that's when they blood realized it was bloodborne. I think the first known case that I heard of was in like 1959 with some sailor really? or something. That I think long? I clarify yeah. that a bloodborne pathogen yeah. oh, wow. is not just transferable that, by blood. Right. Saliva. Um, bodily fluids, basically. Bodily yeah. fluids. Semen. Many different things. And as as evidenced by people like no. Ryan White, it was not a gay thing only. Well, and that's why, of course, um, for like my niece didn't know any. My niece is um, going to be twenty one next month, and she didn't know anything about AIDS because I feel like they don't. Do they really think they've eradicated it, it because they haven't? So it's just you, you know, no. She literally knew I, nothing I about the, the history. About like how it was, no one did anything because they considered it a quote unquote gay disease, and so they ignored it because people are terrible. Until until white women started dying, right? Until white women started, and 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 white little boys started dying of it. Like they were like, whatever. And then Ryan White had his issue, and he he died on the same day Twin Peaks premiered. Yeah, but that um. They get it now down to undetectable yeah. levels. Yeah. I mean, of course, like it's much better than it was in the 80s, but I feel like there still needs to be a lot more education about it, you know? And he makes no he makes no secret of it, but Danny Pintaro from Who's the Boss is HIV positive, that's, but it's below that's detectable a miracle. Levels. Yeah, I that, heard that before. It's a miracle that people don't have to die of AIDS anymore. It's fucking amazing. Right? Yes. Uh, and also, um, that happened this day, uh, December 10th, 1982, was uh, the Soyuz, I think that's how you pronounce it, Soyuz T5. It was a human space flight into Earth's orbit, returned to Earth after 111 days in space. 
or in in orbit. So yeah, and born this day, this is really interesting. I had I was like, I don't recognize this name. So born this day was a man named Sultan Kuzenis. Say that ten times fast after drinking J.R. Ewing bourbon. <laughs> he is a Turkish farmer who holds the Guinness World Record for being the tallest living male at 251 centimeters, which is 8 feet, 2.82 inches. Whoa. Okay. Oh, and I'll die today uh, is is Freeman Amos Gosden, who was a U.S. radio actor known for Amos and Andy. He died at 83 years old, which means he was born in 19... Or 1899. Amos and Andy. Was that one of the radio shows that was one of the first ones to carry over into television? Yeah, and it had blackface. So it's a little questionable. But Everything that was cringe back then that nobody knew was cringe. Okay, so white people didn't know it was cringe. I, I feel like people of color always knew it was cringe, and they're like, you guys. And as a society, we need to learn to take these examples and use them as opportunities for to invoke discussion. Exactly. Like like we're doing. Yes. Anyway, and on Dallas, Josh. (laughs) And on Dallas, apparently uh, not enough people were interested in Cliff Barnes standing up at the end of the last episode because it it fell to number two. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. But I'm sure back then you had a friend that you could talk to at the water cooler and be like, what happened? I missed the show. Right? That's true. TV veteran John Cipher appears as a state official in this episode, and he played Chief Daniels on Hill Street Blues and Major General Craig on Major And Dad. he was also in Six Feet Under, is George. Oh, George of the Jungle? George of the Bomb Shelter. I love Six Feet Under. Um, and for people, for people up near Boston, uh, just a side note, today is the last sunset at at 7 p.m. Oh, of the wow. year. This is depressing. Until March of uh-huh. next year. Also, yes. another uh, little fun fact about this episode was that a clip from this episode was shown in season 12, episode 16, which was another wedding. It occurred in February of 89. Oh. oh. And some, somebody was doing a, a project, I, I, I'm guessing. Is that, is that what it was I part of? So. I never oh. saw, here's a fun fact. I've never seen that full episode. Because it was the day my dad died. Oh, <laughs> so. well, you, uh, <laughs> oh. it's okay. So I've never seen the full episode. <laughs> so when I watch it in a couple of years, when we get to it, that'll be the first time I've ever seen the whole thing. In a couple of years. Wait a minute. We've got oh. seven more seasons to go through. A, f- a couple a few, a few years, a few years, several years in the future. Yes. And then we and then we have three years of the new series plus. Those will go quicker movies. though because those are only like what like thirteen episodes. So uh, 10, 15, yeah. 15. It's crazy, so four, you guys. forty more episodes. I've already finished after. my beer and we haven't even started the episode yet. <laughs> we haven't even started. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Time for a okay. So that makes it okay. so. So we pick pick up right where we left off. Right last where we time. left off. Cliff is standing up and there's intense music. So I said, "Y'all flustered the reverend." Because he's like, if anyone has to speak now or forever hold your peace. And everybody's like staring at Cliff. And the the, the Keebler elf man is wiping uh-huh. himself. And everyone's just like looking at each other awkwardly and looking at Cliff. And there's a lot of like eye action. And then Cliff just like turns around and walks away. And I'm like, oh, nice. 
silent emoting nice, going nice on. Silent and it wasn't, wasn't just right. Miss Ellie. Yeah. You know, in the crazy. He said, he said it all without saying a word. JR, I think, had the most, out of all of them, had the most neutral look on his face the whole time. It, his mouth was like a line. He was like, like he expected it. Like, like, oh, right. Well, that's why he invited him, I think. <laughs> that's right. why I invited him. And then he, he just barnacle. goes, get on with it. <laughs> and they do. While Cliff heads to the bar. <laughs> and he starts pounding the booze Ooh, like Digger He bombs. does. He's and so Digger in this episode. I'm just watching the camera pan over to like everybody as they're reciting the vows and getting towards the end of wrapping it up. And it's like they all know where this is headed. Like even the thunder oh, yeah. in the background is like ominous. Right. It's like, okay, God himself has spoken. So the first the first bit of thunder hits as soon as Jr. puts the ring on Suellen's finger and it's like, Isn't that weird? and I'm like, oh, all right, you know. And I remember, you know, I've noticed this at a lot of weddings too, and in shows. I'm not sure if it's just a trope or it happens once you get to the end of, you know, the vows and everything. When the when the um, officiant is wrapping up the ceremony, all the couples in the audience or whatever start holding hands uh, and shit uh, and i saw right do that and it was like right, right, right. yeah it was and i was like that's sweet but at the same time you hear the thunder going boom boom and it's like yeah we know mm-hmm. we know <laughs> we know no and obviously it didn't rain because they had a reception and everybody was outside. but they did have that big tent just in case yeah you know? well you want to cover yeah. everything right. up anyway right always because right. Rich rich folks like to get married in and their, their driveway. Yeah, like they do. <laughs> Definitely. <sighs> and it was the next of the last episode filmed on location that season. The barbecue next okay, week being right. the So when they get to the reception and the music starts and all that, um, I noticed that you could hear the stomping. The stomping, on the, like when they were doing the two-step, was louder than the music itself. <laughs> Like it wasn't the sound wasn't mixed very well. You can so, like you can hear their shoes, their boots. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and then we had Punk Anderson walking around, shaking hands with the trombone guy, and walking oh, yeah. here he's, and he's walking there. He's glad-handing everybody. Mm-hmm. He's a little drunk. He's he's filling the the jo- the jo- he's filling the Jock yeah. Ewing role there. Punk is drunk. Punk is drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a skunk. <laughs> Um, and everyone is also uh, wondering where Cliff is, like. Pam and Afton don't know. JR and Suellen are kind of wondering. No one really knows. JR tells Suellen that he she's like, you did Cliff. what? I know. She's like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, of course. And she's like. <sighs> I wanted him to know with his own eyes that it's over. That's why I wanted him. I mean, that and never stopped him before, dude. Like, you got. Seth invited my ex-boyfriend to our wedding for a very similar reason. But, well, yeah. What? Not that there had been anything, but like he was like, he's like, I just want him to realize we're getting married. Oh my! <laughs> <Like>, okay. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. <laughs> That's petty. <laughs> it is. Oh man! If it was really, you wanted to be even pettier. Send him the family. Send the ex the family Christmas card every year, just to I remind do, I, him. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> then okay, well, so Bobby and Ray have an interesting conversation about Miss Ellie. Ray's right. like, "Hey, Bobby, I'm kind of worried about Miss Ellie." And Bobby's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Well, you know, the fight between you know you and Jr. It's gonna be rough on her." And he's like, oh, "She's a strong lady." 
can we talk about the ways that I I have issues with that? Because I don't under, think anybody understands, let alone these jackasses, how much weight <laughs> that woman carries on her on the day. At all times. And right now, there is nobody to carry the load with her. Right. It's, Nor does it's, anyone really seem to care. They're like, well, whatever. She's happens, fine. Happens. She's resilient. She can get through this. You know what? Yeah. N- no. Somebody needs You're to take care your of mama. For granted. Yeah. 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 Someone who was part of a couple for what, 40, 44, 45 years, and suddenly that couple has fallen mm-hmm. off. And right. You're flailing and in the wind. She's trying to keep solo. her family together. Meanwhile, her the offspring are in husband three different directions. He has made it so that your kids are fighting. All that stuff. And then the only one who gives a damn is the fourth son who's not her son, but thinks of her like his mother. I know. I love that. And her, her, she never really had the closure of a funeral for her husband. It's weird that they never had any sort of funeral for Jock. Just to, yeah, put, put a little... A little bow on it or whatever, you know? Right. Hmm. I wondered about that because in the new series, they had a headstone for him. It's like, did they actually go drag the lake and find him or did they just memorialize him? I thought they just, after a while, they're like, okay, we should put a headstone up for daddy. How long can you be at the bottom of a swamp before an alligator eats your carcass? I feel like he wasn't there for very long. Bones. It depends on what was in the water. Right. A swamp that a swamp's gonna be but, warm. It's gonna be a lot of decomposition. And the, nothing that goes in that swamp is coming out. It's, it's, it's as dark as it's it's, a, it's quicksand yeah. on the bottom yeah. there. That's right, quicksand because because quicksand in the eighties was a problem. It was a problem. Yes. And mi- we should note that Mickey is floating around. Like, why the hell was he even invited? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. they invited the hell. He's he's looking for Lucy. Well. As Jared points out later, yeah, yeah, and he's 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 just taking advantage of the free booze. He's just drinking. You can tell he's drinking Budweiser the whole time, <laughs> and looking yeah. for Lucy, which Ray's not happy about. And then Jr. and Clayton have a little discussion. Oh, yeah, what the hell? Jr.'s like, wow, you know, it it must have that takes a it takes a big man to give away the woman he loves, and Clayton's basically like, motherfucker, I will kill you if you step out of line. I- Hear me, boy. I, you know, he just looks at him in his I, audacity and is like, "You like to savor your victories, don't you?" And he says, "There's no use cooking unless you're going to savor the meal." And I'm like, "God damn it, Jr." Clayton's face Boom. says it all, though. Boom. So, like, if you hurt her, like, yeah, I will, I will kill you. end you. Yeah. In the last episode between punks dressing down Jr. at the thing and then clayton here it's like jock ewing's voice is coming out yeah, of their mouth totally but that never mm-hmm. stopped him before no and you know no, it's they are he's gonna fuck it up again it's just a matter of when <laughs> and how he's gonna right. fuck everything up of course he will but you will never have the jock cock coming between the feuding brothers now bring it That's up right. he was really the only one who could do that yeah and the look on Jock's face, like like he was gonna, his head was mm-hmm, gonna mm-hmm. explode. In a manner much reminiscent of Carter McKay's. Yes. 
don't give me that crap. (laughs) (sighs) And then, uh, so they're just kind of like giving each other warnings and it's tense. And then some rando interrupts them and takes Clayton away. Just it was, it was was getting interesting. So then isn't this the part where Cliff goes up to Sue Ellen? Finally. Uh, Yep. I wrote, Oh, there's Cliff. (laughs) Obviously several drinks in. He's like, Yo, I want but to Pam dance. tells Pam, Pam wants Cliff to leave oh, with, Pam. and so does Afton. Yeah, they're like, like you're you're making an ass of yourself. You should just go. Oh, and that's when he's like, I need to go find her and dance with her. And they're like, Are you fucking serious? And he's like, Yeah. Like Jr. invited <laughs> then, me. Uh, he married her. Well, guess what? I'm going to have this dance. <laughs> which Jr. comes by and says, that's, Oh, you're never too far from the free drinking food, are you, Cliff? That's that's like Cl- Cliff. Saying he's going to dance with her, he's in enemy territory. It's like one of the Hatfields running through the McCoys' territory, going, "Look at me, I'm a Hatfield!" Woo, 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 woo. He, you know, so he's been working yes. himself up. He's like, "Fuck, they invited me. I'm gonna go." So he he's been working himself up, and now he has some liquid courage on top of that. So he's like, "Fuck it, I have nothing to lose," because he doesn't consider Afton. Um. <laughs> uh. So he's just like, I'm just going to go for it. He already interrupted the ceremony. He might as well go all yeah. the way here. Right. And he goes right. up to Sue Ellen. He starts talking to her and he's like, I want to dance. And she's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, come on, you owe me that much. Um, She doesn't owe you shit. Right. She doesn't owe him shit. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the look on your face says it all. It's like, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. owe you shit. She, yeah. From Shinola. I I hate that. It's like it's so fucking manipulative. She doesn't owe you a damn thing. And Sue Ellen, she should have left him there. She should have been like, fuck you, and just like walked away. Right. But she right, didn't right, right. she didn't want to cause a scene. She should have gone and found JR yeah. and said, JR, but what kind of scene did she think here. she was not <laughs> causing by dancing with him? Girl. I think she also still harbors a lot of guilt because of the uh, attempted suicide. I th- so I think there's that still because it hasn't been that long. No, it hasn't. And the hired help has to. Oh yeah, Mickey is like, hey, JR, like Jr. comes out and he starts making fun of Mickey, and Mickey's like, yeah, well, isn't that uh, your, isn't that Cliff Barnes dancing with your wife? <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Your, your bride is dancing with your enemy. There. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, whatever. What's a party for? <laughs> and then he's like, fuck, and he walks over there to break it up. He's like, I want him out of your life and off this ranch. And that's when all and hell you know, breaks loose. That's what I, one thing I've noticed. Jr. like, at this point, it's not about calling Barnes an idiot or, you know, telling him that he's low class and he has to get off at the ranch or anything like that. It's, I want him out of your life and off this ranch right now. This is this is Jr. like, taking his shirt and going, Rawr! like, <laughs> uh-huh. oil, oil up that uh-huh. chest. This is, this is him chest. going all caveman. Yeah. This, this is Jr. This is as caveman as Jr. gets. That's pretty <laughs> true, actually. He's only gone there yeah. a couple of times. <laughs> and this is one of them. This is one of them. <laughs> uh, Jr. breaks up the party and tells Cliff he's outstayed his welcome. He tries to grab Cliff. Cliff pushes him away in a somewhat domino effect. Lady in the pool. Drink. Because someone goes in the pool. Oh, Fred! Oh, Fred! Her date gets kicked <laughs> into the pool. Drink again. And that man, obviously, Fred. his name is Fred because yeah. she's yelling, oh, Fred. Um, and then Bobby runs over. Clayton runs over and just punches Jr. in the face because 
He's always wanted to do that. So someone punches someone, drink. Um, JR and Cliff Russell, Bobby runs up to both and the three go into the pool. So three more drinks. <laughs> but did you notice, did you notice that Bobby held Cliff's arms behind him while JR punched him in the face? I did not notice that. That's hilarious. Oh, yes. It was like they were oh tag God. teaming. Um, and then Ellie gets pissed and screams for them to stop it. And then just at that moment, three more people just jump in the pool because sure, why not? So drink three more times. It, but there, there was Ray coming over and then somebody getting in Ray's way and Ray going to punch him and then Mickey jumping on that person. And then they all flung into the pool. Just, that is my, probably my fa- my favorite fight. This in the is pool at South one of the greatest scenes of the series thus far, in my humble opinion. So I just like standing ovation. I love it. Love it. As Leslie Nielsen said in naked gun, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, I love it. Um, and they're actually re- releasing a book, the Zucker Brothers, behind the scenes of Airplane uh, within oh, the next month. Oh, that's cool. So that was the my favorite fight uh, that I can that, remember. Uh, it's just one of the best episodes, one of the best scenes in the show thus far. We're in season six, and this is this is one of my favorites. It it goes up there with uh, spoiler alert. Cut this. With the oil barons ball, where um, eighty three with, with Peter yes. Rick, that, yeah, that, that's my. I think that's my favorite episode of Dallas is the nineteen eighty three oil barons ball because that I that episode is so good. He, he bit me. He bit me, Sue Ellen. <laughs> what do you mean? How, how did you, with his teeth? <laughs> how the hell do you think? <laughs> that boy has a crush on that, that. It just had everything. That is so good. Oh my god. So we cut to commercial, and then when we come next back, day. I'm assuming next day, because they're cleaning up yeah. the wedding, and a helicopter is landing to yep. take Clayton to Southern away. Cross. Yeah, and Ellie apologizes and says, "We we won't be having any more of those uh, fights." And Clayton's there. like, "That was fun. Are you, are you kidding me? That was great." And she's like, ah. I, I I I rather enjoyed getting into that. It's been a while since I got into a good fracas. He said, "Fracas." <laughs> And then he, and then they kiss goodbye on the lips. And I believe Ellie looks like she's swooning a little bit. Is it just me or she looked like she's swooning? Happy swoon to you till we meet again. And then we cut to Cliff's apartment where uh, Afton has come to break up, give back her keys and take her stuff. Out of the apartments. I mean, when this scene gets very intense, yeah, it does. And the, but at the same time, I mean, I uh, I know she loves him, but she needs to let him go because he's still hung up on Sue. Yeah, and it's not fair yeah. to her. Swelling, swelling. So I feel like the argument they have, he has no right to be asking her what he's asking her, nor does he have the right to react the way he does, nor does he have the right to even pretend to be jealous. Right. So to recap the scene, um, she comes to break up, get back her stuff. And Cliff is super confused. Why? For some reason, he's just like, what, 
but why? And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you, you just, just danced your, with your ex at her you wedding. Just your ass. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah. And, uh, you basically almost screwed up their wedding between standing up in the middle of it. Right. You shit the bed and I'm out. Like, what are you doing? And then, and then he's like, Oh fine. Well, you might as well just go. He's like, the last thing I need is female emotionality. Oh my God. And she's like, Whoa. Are you fucking ki- a female emotionality? <laughs> like you are the most emotional motherfucker I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised he's going to start dancing around singing the Yellow Rose of Texas. And then the, right. the she's wedding. like, she whips out, and that's the one thing you never want to say to anybody. The after all I've done for you trope. I mean, true, she has. And he's like, what the she hell? Has. What the hell do you mean? And she's like, forget it. And he's like, no, no. What does that mean? Yeah, because she's like, he's the like, broke, I got that one deal all by myself, and I showed up, Jair, and she's so like, did the you? fuck you did. Like, did you really do it yourself? <laughs> did, did you really? Because I think I helped you. And he's like, what does that mean? Why don't you call Gil Thurman and ask him? And then him. he, like, grabs her and throws her on the bed, and you can see in that moment that she realizes, like, how important that moment is. Because he's like, did you sleep with him? And she's like, and no, she's like, she lies. No, no, she lies. Totally lies. Because it's Afton and she loves him. And she's trying to help. If she, w- uh. if she was Pinocchio, her nose would have bopped him in the face. And she's not lying for her. She's lying for him. Because then they make violent love. Yes. Ugh. God damn it. Which, it, it was, the, the, the lovemaking was kind of like cringy in the way when JR did it to Kristen and then Sue Ellen that well, time. The Afton was in, Afton was into it though. Afton was into it. Right. She was Afton she was into and it. Sue Ellen were into it. Kristen was not. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Kristen right. was not. Kristen kept saying no. Uh, so she, she, she should just go back to Rudy Millington. Uh, so then we cut to JR soaking his hand in some water for his punching hand. And apparently this is a Ewing re- property that we never hear of again. Like uh, the whole time I was like, where are we? Cause I looked for a second, like maybe it was a weird angle from self work, but then I was like, no, she walks away and there's like water. I'm like, what? And, and there's an E S on the, it was it Ewing Southworth maybe. I, yeah, the, I, I, like we, they, they got a place they make, in Galveston maybe, or Lake Ray Hubbard. South, well, they make South, it, they, South Padre they make Island. It, uh, that's where it is. A comment, wait, like, wait, wait. is it? I think it's South Padre Island, yeah. Oh, uh, it makes sense. The water would make sense then. Because it seems like it's like the Ewing, like, cottage or something. Because he's like, oh, yeah, we never get away from here enough or something. Nobody, and nobody will ever come down here again because it's the only time we're ever going to see that on yeah, this show. It was, it's ringing a bell, weird. though, South Padre, for some reason. But, I mean, they should have used South, it more. South Padre was, didn't JR go with Kristen there? Or was that so. uh no, they went to didn't they Julie Gray. Julie Gray. Didn't they Julie, go to Julie Gray went somewhere because they were It was with someone. Because they because they were walking yeah, on a pier Julie together. Gray, remember right. that? Something like okay. that. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of JR's one of JR's ladies. But they had a vacation home and <sighs> Yeah. Okay. JR um, go horseback riding with your wife, jackass. You are going to get laid. Like whatever you want to do, whatever she wants to do, do it because win, win. 
Like you're stupid. She, she wants to go horseback but, riding, and then and then she wants to, like she wants to go. And then she wants then she wants you to yeah. ride her. Like that's. And then she wants you to ride her. Like she wants to yeah, ride you after you ride a horse. <laughs> I mean, she wants to ride a horse. He's like, oh no, I gotta recharge my batteries. I'm not as young as I'm I was the first time. I, and she says, "What? Well, you're much more interesting now. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, what did you do? Like, now I'm interested. And, and he, he, I know. He, 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 said, he said they explore, he explored enough territory last well, night. Well, you, right. you, you guys got to realize at the same time, when they got married the first time, she was a virgin. True. That's going to put a little oh, bit of a right. damper on it. So he was probably, like, treating her she, like some... He, Delicate, delicate flower, flower. China doll. and then this time he's and like, "Was not <laughs> this time, you know? <laughs> right?" Pop the cherry. Um, <laughs> but basically, yeah. No, Jr. Okay. Once again, and then you he, are a dumbass. Yeah, no, he yeah. and he. And as soon as she, as soon as she watches she leaves, her walk away, he calls the Flamingo Motel at room fourteen, and a guy named Mike and tells Is him it to the come flamingo up to the house now. Hotel or flamingo? I couldn't tell. Flamenco, maybe. I just flamingo? wrote down. I wrote down flamingo. I one of the two. It's either a bird or a enough. dancer. And then he's all like, "Yeah, you can come now." And I was like, "Oh shit!" And at first, I was like, "Oh shit, Jerry, you got a lady coming?" Luckily, it wasn't. It's sad. <laughs> but it was a guy named yeah. Mike. It sounded like a business call because I because I wouldn't put him past Jerry to do that. Now she's back in right. the stable, so he's going to go yeah. ride horses in somebody else's no, field. No, it's totally like him, you know, when they're so happy and they've just had their wedding night and everything. You know, she wants to go and, like, go ride the horses and stuff. And he's like, uh, business deal. But let me drink a little more, hair of the dog, and then we'll talk later, you know. Right. That's so, J- that's so, that's married, so JR. That's married, married JR, too. Like, happily married mm-hmm. JR. He's still got to ha- conduct right. business, even when he's trying to relax. He didn't. He never. He never stopped. Because I remember. Because no, that was what she was probably born. riding. I remember doing all his first. Spoiler, she's probably riding. It, she's um, probably riding him, and he's probably going over probably. business deal in his head. But I do remember a spoiler in the later seasons, where she's. He goes to buy that new building, and she meets. She meets him and John Ross there. And she's like, why don't you stop thinking about business for a while? Why don't you, let's go on a vacation. Like, let's just get away. You know, you've been under so much pressure. Let's, let's just go and chill somewhere. And he's like, I can't, honey. You got to strike while the iron is hot. And I'm like, she's telling you to slow down and take her away for getaway. You idiot with your kid. We we can go to, we can go to California and surf on the beach and visit Gary. That's what he would love to do is visit Gary. (laughs) No, like they fucking needed a real second honeymoon with like nothing, no business, nothing like no kids, no business, nothing. But he doesn't understand that. That's not a world he knows. Put him on a, put him on a cruise ship and have no phone service back to the mainland. He would lose his goddamn mind. Remember when I said I recommend a bag of gummies last time that they should have had that along with the champagne. He needed to be cross buzzed. Mm -hmm. He needed to be doing the acid that he used to, that Larry Hagman used to do with Keith Moon. You know, oh my gosh, I just made a crazy parallel. So this is really strange, and I wonder if it was coincidental, or I wonder if she had anything to do with the storyline. But what happened with Jr. and Sue Ellen's honeymoon, come to find out after reading Linda Gray's book, was very similar to her own honeymoon. Yes. With Ed Thrasher? They went to Acapulco. Oh. He got up the next morning after like their wedding night because they left the same day um, as they got married and they went to Mexico. 
And he got up the next morning and was like, I'm going to go take some pictures. See you later. And like left her alone all day and went to go like be like Mr. Photographer Man. And she sat out by the pool watching all these other. Is he a photographer? Yeah, he was a photographer. Yeah. But he like married, married her, took her on this honeymoon. Like she lost her virginity to him. He woke up the he, next morning and was like, hey, I'm going to go he, take pictures. He, he, I'll see you later he, for dinner. And she was like, okay. So he's. <laughs> and just sat by the pool so all day watching part, all these newlyweds the, around her and she was alone oh that sucks pardon the fun but but ed ed thrashed her on the wedding night and then got up and went and yeah. took photos i guess yeah yeah but she like it's really sad like in her book she's like you know i knew i haven't got to that part yet oh i'm sorry didn't mean to spoil it but yeah she no 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 it's fine she said she knew like right then that she'd probably not made a good decision, <laughs> but she was going to ride it out basically. Yeah. Like it wasn't a love match, but, but you she know was what? determined to make it work. They had two children. Fairly. They were married so a long time, weren't they? Her- uh, they were married from 1962, 63, 62, I think to 1982. That's quite, yeah, it's quite a while. And they had years. their first child not long after they were married, I want to say within two years, and then the other, and then Ke- that was Jeff, so that's and then Kelly for the pill, yeah, and then Kelly came along right after, and then she didn't have any more. But you know what? the The marriage produced the two children, so a blessing, two blessings came out sure. of that marriage, sure. and then the grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to Ewing Oil, and Clay and Jones from the OLM are there to see Bobby. They think, but it turns out he's actually there to see Jr. But Jr.'s not there; he's on his honeymoon. <laughs> right? It's like you—you d- you didn't see it in the paper, they, really? Right? Come on, dude. Come on, the Ewing's are the front page of every edition of the paper. Right. How can yeah. you not see it? Like everyone else, are probably afraid of actually Jr. So they're just gonna go to Bobby. Right. But they have a theory about what Jr. is doing with that oil. Yeah. Or crude. Yeah, they say. think that he is selling to embargoed countries. Uh oh. Which Whoa. is a major no no. It is a major crime. <laughs> one of which, yeah. one of which, and Walt Driscoll may be helping him because he is in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bobby's like, oh, holy shit. I don't know. Like, basically, Bobby's like, I wouldn't put it past him, but I have no idea. So I'll check it out. So he's starting to track down Harry Perkins at Ewing 8, who late, calls him back mm-hmm. later after fixing a pump. Yep. And we'll get to that. So, so things are starting to. Jr.'s business uh, is starting to encroach on Bobby's side because the outside world doesn't right. see two halves of the company. They see one company, and Mister Eugene has a great point later in the mm-hmm. episode before he leaves the True. office. We like Mister Eugene. Um, so, quick scene with Jr. signing papers with is this my. My, Mike, Mike, um, selling to Petro State. That's just a yeah. th- quick throwaway scene, just to show why Mike yeah. came up to the house. Then we cut to the cartel, Punk, Holly, and Rebecca. At Scalini restaurant. Scalini, yes, that makes you want to drink Italian wine. Yes, um, and they all agree that uh, they need to get Jr.'s variance rescinded somehow. And they are going to instruct other people that have refineries that it is in their best interest to not do business business with JR 
if they want to stay in good with this other group of right. oil people. And Holly is sitting at the end of the table looking like, like what super awkward. Like what did I get myself into? What the fuck did I do? Oh, yeah. no. Did, oh, I, did no. I just roll in the hay oh, with the devil? Shit. Oh, she re- shit. She realizes what she did at this moment. She's like, ah, shit. And then Rebecca chimes in saying that she she is going to give the full weight of uh, – What were two and die? and die and say that they're going to stop supplying refineries with parts if they so she's now putting right. herself and out like there several people like punk are like whoa 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 like that's that's a lot like that's Let's going not, a little overboard let, and she's like I'm just saying I'm just saying I will go there if I have to fuck up like I will pull <laughs> the plug you know that, and that is a business thing like you make deals and then if they don't deliver on their end of the bargain you you cut them off. I've done it. Right. They're in violation of the contract. It's not even, it's not even it contracts. Sometimes it's just informal agreements, acts of good faith. You trust that what they're giving you is right. on the up and up. And then they prove you wrong or prove, prove themselves. They prove themselves wrong. I guess you could say. And you're like, Oh, well you nicked on our deal. I got to pull it. Right. Right. And she's like, because they're like, they're in violation of what they were supposed to do. And they're like, and that might not be legal. And she, she, Rebecca doesn't give a fuck. She's no. just like, Rebecca, whatever. Uh, I don't care. Well, I mean, are they a private, was she, is Wentworth Tool and Die, private companies, I'm assuming, not publicly traded. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She doesn't have shareholders right. to appease to. Yeah, yeah. Just the Damn board. And the board wings. will do whatever the fuck she wants. Again, because she's she Rebecca wants, goddamn right. Wentworth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Boom. So she'd be like, hey, hey, it's come a long she'd be like, way from the- I make one phone call. <laughs> and then they cut back to Holly at the end of the table, like, fuck. <laughs> Rebecca has come a long way yes. from the days yeah. of oh, yeah, yeah. Rebecca Wentworth, I have a feeling, and we will touch on this in a couple of scenes. I have a fe- Rebecca Wentworth to me was a lot like Sue Ellen. Ends up being yeah. sitting in the background, listening, observing, learning, learning, absorbing it all. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives it a second thought because it's just a little woman who had to teach herself how mm-hmm. to read and write. And then she, someone who is overlooked but super smart and knows yeah. exactly what the fuck Soaking she's going all to that do knowledge. before she does it. Everything is very carefully executed. Yep. Rebecca Wentworth is a force to be reckoned with. We love Priscilla Pointer. <laughs> yes, we do. Boom. Boom. Who is still with us today? Yes. I think she's among the oldest living I cast members. Is, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we cut to Harry Perkins calling Bobby. And Bobby asked, like, hey, do you know where all this, like, I know that, like, you're working mostly for JR now, but, like, can you just tell me where the oil is going? Because I'm really worried about it. And we're, like, friends. Well, it's going to Galveston, but beyond that, I don't really know where he says, but I can find out. I was like, yeah. I was like, that'd be great. Yeah, I can do that. Thank you. Oh, boy. And and then we go to the Von Trapp boy. Oh, my God. So, Bill. Shut your Von Trapp, Bill. Bill shut your Von Trapp. walks Lucy back to her hotel room. Oh, my God. After a night shoot and immediately makes a pass at her. And... Lucy's like, she pumps the brakes and she's just like, hey, I I just have to go to bed. Like, I'm tired. She's making an excuse. You can see the fear in her face. Mm-hmm. 
And Bill just is like, what? And then she turns around, goes in a room, and he looks annoyed as he goes to the elevator. Well, that's too bad. Okay, she said no. Go home. Right. Go on. She's tired. She's tired, shut Bill. Your- God damn it. Like I said, Bill, shut your Von Trapp and go home. And then we cut to JR and Sue Ellen uh, in the morning, and they're looking a little disheveled. I'm uh, while drinking, disheveled but happy, drinking their coffee in the morning and like it's so buttoning funny. up their shirts. They look <laughs> less alert the morning after the morning after <laughs> oh, yeah. than they did the morning after. It's like because the first morning after was a practice, and now they're like ready. I know <laughs> <laughs> whatever's happening, which I kind of want to know. It's got to be something good. <laughs> I know because you think about it. These two like couldn't stand the sight of each other. And now you can't get them out of bed. <laughs> Wait, cause it's, it's all the passion. Oh my God. You know, they're it's, either hating each other or loving each other. There's no like in between. It's toxic as fuck, but you know, that sex is fire. toxic, but ho- you know it's toxic, fire. but fuck, but yeah. Oh my god. Totally hot. And she, and she she wants to go out on the water on a this boat. This time he JR said he and water time, don't. She wants to go on a boat. And he's yeah. like, uh on a boat, motherfucker. And again, JR, you dumbass, you are going to get laid. She's telling you she wants to get on a boat where you guys yes. will be left alone out in the open sea for hours and you can be naked. Yeah. What the hell? And, and he's like champagne. She's- and she's so, gonna she's gonna stroke your pal. Idiot. And he's like, oh, I gotta go to town. And she's like, what the fuck? It's my honeymoon. And he's like, um, and she has a point. She does have a point. He's like, sorry, Jared. Do you want your business in the bed <laughs> and he's or like, in the board? I'm sorry, honey, I couldn't get out of it. Actually, it would be good for us. And she's like, fine, then I'll go with you. And he was like, but his business. And she's like, and like. If I want a total partners, commitment from you this time. Partners in every sense of the word, then let me in on this shit. Yeah, she's like, she lays down the law, which I think is a little weird after the wedding. Yeah. But she's just like, look, I am your partner now for real this time, and no more women other than me, and, uh, and no games. And Jerry's like, oh yeah, that's, that's totally what, what are you I talking agreed about? to at the wedding. I really, you know, like, the funny thing is, I really don't think he intended. Like, he didn't intend to like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna absolutely go out and fuck other women. I don't think he intended to, but of course not. No, it's just. But then when it presented, it fuck up in that way. Yeah, that's just yeah. how he fucks up. He, he I think yeah. he talked himself into being able to do it for her, and then was I'm like, sure he did. And then was like. <laughs> What you know? The first opportunity but, gets, yeah. but he still has, he still has the same J.R. Ewing penis. Well, that's that exactly he had it. Before. But he, I yeah. think he's, he said, I think he has said to so many people that he has changed, that he can change, that he'll be the better man for Sue Ellen, that he's actually starting to believe it. But his penis. I think it's a form yet. of addiction for him. Yes. He actually Honestly, believes it, even though it may not be true. He believes it to be true. Right. Right. Until he right. proves himself wrong, but time and again, time and again. But yeah. and then when she's like, "Okay, here's," like you said, should have laid down the law. She's like, "Here's here are my terms. Here's my post nut." Basically, he's like, "Yeah, I'm in, baby. Come with me to the meeting." Yeah. 
And she's like, and then she looks him like dead in the eye, and she's like, because I can't handle it any other way. So no, don't fuck me this time, or you know, don't fuck other ladies it's this, this time. way or right? the highway. Right. And he's just like, oh no, it's good, babe, it's good. Like, and she's like, like you want to come to the meeting with me? All right, let's do this. And this is where I okay, think we have missed a terrible. We have missed a perfect opportunity to turn. Yes, to make them into a power couple. To make Jr. and Sue Ellen a power couple. They would have been amazing. Yeah, because, I mean, Gil Thurman, of course, went terribly. I think it's so, so weird. And I, I told Mary earlier this afternoon, I was, was having a, lack a, of communication a battle with myself about misogyny. Part. And then, you know, like, oh, my God, what a dog. I can't believe he went after her like that. And at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, if you give her, like, a little push-up bra and, like, some tape and stick them out like this and then, you know – Give, give the dude some booze and some really good food and just have her sit there. But it's going to be – JR is going to be there the whole time. The difference is consent. Is yep. Sue Ellen consenting to that or not? Yep. But she, ha- she had no idea it was coming when it actually happened. If but if JR had yes. been like, this is my plan. This is- You're part of my plan. Yep. We're going we're gonna to fuck with this guy. She could have been like, okay, would have cool. done it. In a heartbeat, yes. if he had to be honest with communication, her. get on the same yes. page, like, dude. Jr., you yeah, are exactly. so stupid. Sue Ellen would have yes. done anything you asked her to, right. because and she, she would have thought it was hot, and she thought it was she hot. Loves you, and she thinks that shit is hot, and she would have been like, "Fuck yeah, let's do something, let's do it, let's fuck with them." Yeah, exactly. Don't keep her in the dark. No, bring her this, into this the light. This was a terrible execution all the way around. Of course, we love the drama and shit, but right. dude, they could have lost opportunity. They could have fucked with so many people. So many. And I no wonder, I mean, I wasn't there for the episode, but I when you guys recorded, but I do remember it. Like, no wonder she was fucking mad. Like JR yeah. deliberately stayed out, but at the same time, I knew J I know JR knew that Gil Thurman was a dog. I don't honestly know if he expected him to like try to get all like rapey with his fiance. Right. You know, because it, it's kind of like JR is like, well, I can you know, make maybe use her as like eye candy. Or some bait, but he's not going to do anything. It's Sue Ellen. Like, we're an institution. Gil Thurman didn't give a fuck. See, they could have turned them into such a power couple. And I, it's a shame they stopped these crossovers with Knott's Landing because Abby and Greg Sumner on Knott's Landing, they, just, they missed a golden opportunity of having a crossover where J.R. and Sue Ellen tangled with Abby and Greg Sumner because – that would have been such a explosive situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not to be a spoiler, but the, the Sue Ellen of the nineties in, in the TV movies, the, the businesswoman like the CEO yeah. of Ewing Oil. Yeah. I think I mean of course that's when like it was the nineties, but sh- Sue Ellen of the eighties could have been very much like Hillary Michaels was. In the nineties, do you remember Models Inc? Uh, I mean, yes. Oh, where she played Heather Locklear's mother. I watched it when well, it was, was on originally. As a way, it was a long time ago. <laughs> now back to Bobby. Um, he finds out that that oil is going to Harwood Oil, and it's being refined in, in Galveston. And then, so he. 
needs to meet with Holly, who's playing tennis. So he says he's going to go over to her place. Mm-hmm. She's so pretty excited he's coming there. over. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, Bill apologizes to Lucy. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I, I, and then he comes on to her again. Right. He So he apologizes. Oh, I have a lot to say about this scene. He apologizes for coming on too strong. And she's just like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, whatever. Like, I have issues. I have my own shit. Like, it's not you. It's me. And then he's like, well, you know, I just figured it was because you didn't like guys. Like, yeah, Bill, that's the only reason she wouldn't want to, like, make out with you is because she doesn't like guys. And she so she tries to be honest with him. She's like, it's not that. She's like, I'm, I do like guys. She's like, it's just I, I've been going through a bunch of stuff and, like, I just I'm not in that place right now. And then he's like, oh, OK. And then immediately, like, hits on her again. Now remember, he also um, got turned dumped by Marsha Brady because uh, sud- something suddenly came up on the Brady Bunch. So he's very frustrated at this point in his career. Right. <laughs> it, it just, <sighs> and then she's like, so he starts coming on to her, and she she's doing all of these signs, like these girl signs, like giving him outs, like. Like, body language, like, I'm not into it. And she's like, hey, but, I, you know, I wish I could, but, like, we have to get going. And he's not picking up on any of it. And he's just like, no, 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 I'm the client. And, like, she's literally, like, like wincing while he's kissing her. And he's not noticing at all. And that's, men notice when you tense up. Don't tell me he didn't. He just didn't care. Right. He did not care. Like, read the room, fucker. He did not care. This scene or the last scene where he goes to... Unbutton the glove. And he immediately goes to like, and then she just, she's just like, nope, 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 I can't do this. And I said, and dude, have you never, ever met a sexual assault survivor in your life? Like, is it not obvious? Like, Fuck all the way off. Like, I don't get you, Lucy. I don't know what I you're don't get you. Like, she's not coming on to you at all. She doesn't even look semi-interested, dude. She looks scared and she wants you to go. No. That's a woman who has me. been hurt. Number one. Number two, yeah. she owes you nothing. And if she says no, get the fuck off her and get out. Right. Yes. She's she's there to do a job, right. not to oh, God. roll in and the then, okay. And then he says, Lucy, you sure have some problems, and they're more than I can handle. And I'm like, no one asked you to handle them, Bill. No one did. No one said shit Leave. to you. No one said shit to you, Bill. You're not a part of any of Lucy's life. Get the fuck out. Again, shut your phone trap and go. I swear. Oh, Holly's in the pool. This is this is a a new thing we're introducing uh, as a part of our drinking game. Holly's Anytime in Holly's in a yeah, bathing suit, we should suit. have done this earlier, but we'd probably be dead by now. But take take several drinks and yeah. hope that Holly your liver has changed into her swimsuit for her business meeting with Bobby because, of course, she did. I mean, I would love to conduct business poolside or oceanside. Fuck yeah. Give me chargers in a cooler and sunscreen and a little bit of shelter and somewhere to pee. And I will, I will have, I will put together the best deals ever, man. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, that'd be my element. Yeah. Well, I think that's Holly's element too. She's <laughs> all about a, a swimsuit deal. 
Yeah, I mean, see, and that's. Can I? I just want to say meeting? this about Holly Harwood. She's smart. On top of being pretty. And she worked remotely before remote work was a thing. And she still closed deals. So you know That's what? True. Everybody can fuck all she the way She didn't off. trust herself. She, she she consulted someone she thought was an expert because she was like, I don't know what I'm doing. But it turned out that she actually was pretty good at it. She was very good. Pretty quickly. And she was young and she had to learn. But mm-hmm. she was capable. Yes. Can I schedule a business meeting? What? With who? <laughs> With Holly yes. Harwood. I mean, I mean sure. Like to, I, I mean, like you to, have to talk to Holly I would about go that. in the pool. <laughs> I would go in the pool, for God's sakes. Like, well, I don't have a pool, and I can't be dockside, so, so I don't know about that, but... She's offering her pool, so I would I would go in the pool. Somebody take her up on a swim. It must be, it must be freaking hot down there oh, in Texas. Yes. <laughs> You've ever been swimming in a 95-degree pool? Because I have. (laughs) Bobby asked her about the oil, and she said that she's worried about the oil, too. And then um, she admits to Bobby, like, I didn't realize that JR had had so many enemies. And then she tells him, she comes clean, like, he owns 25% of my company. And Bobby's like, that's that's a problem. That can't. Yeah, that's that's not good. But, you know. And Holly, she's young. She, she's supposed to be like what, twenty five? Something probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's young. She inherited this company. She knows a little bit about business, but not enough. So, she, like you said, she went to somebody that she thought she could trust, who took advantage of her. Uh-huh. And now she's like, "Oh shit, what have I done?" Realizing that she didn't do enough research. Right. Because I'm sure if her father didn't die, she might have. Probably had a different career path in mind and may have told her to stay the hell away from him. And he didn't get the chance because she was learning the business and then had to take it over. And he didn't get the chance to tell her to stay away from J.R. Ewing. That could be. Yeah. Poor Mr. Harwood. Uh, (laughs) Rest in pieces. So then uh, J.R. and Sula meet with Jim Ellers about his refinery. It's not for sale. And he turns them down. So and it's like, you haven't even heard our offer yet. There's <laughs> undertones that it's implied that people have told him not to do business with J.R. Yeah, yeah. J.R. sniffs that out pretty quickly. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Someone told you not to deal with me. J.R.'s like, come on, come on. What's going on? Mm. And and he's like, who? He's told you, he's like, nobody's told me anything, Mr. Ewing. I'm like, dude, you are acting too mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. And Sue Ella's like kind of catching on to all of it, but you know, she's doing, she's Tammy Wynette right now. Stand by your man. And she's like, oh, come on, you know? And, and he's like, oh, come on, everything's for sale. And he's like, it's really not. And she's silently taking in her education that will help her later in yep. her biz- business mm-hmm. career. As she continues to grow and evolve as a character, and maybe the maybe Dallas was all really about the evolution of Sue Ellen. I mean, everything. honestly, if she had stayed on as a character, it it kind of would have seemed like that. The crazy part is, as misogynistic and wrong as we think this show was, it honestly seems like they were trying trying a little bit on the female empowerment side with what they knew, which wasn't a lot. But they were trying. Right. 
I feel like that's Philip Capice doing that. And I feel like Leonard Katzman was like this one side and Philip Capice was like, no, 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 let's push the ladies. I got um, that. I got that vibe. Spoiler alert. Look at Angelica Nero being the powerful businesswoman. Right. Uh, right. That Philip I know. Was That's a, a, and I, cause the, you know, Dallas really does have its um, thing about being like a misogynistic show, but, and, and yes, it's not that it's not, it, I, it, it is, but I think that it is through, if you take the whole run of it, they did a lot of good things uh, for women. And I feel like they sexualized men maybe more than they sexualized women on the show. That makes sense. And it was often referred to as a male chauvinist show where the men did the things and the women reacted. I feel like maybe he thought he was making that show, but I, I honestly, for the most part, don't see it. Um. I feel like the men are the ones with their shirts off all the time. They're swimming in the pool. Well, we have a scene coming up there's, soon. There's um, a lot of oiled we'll up to. chests is all I'm saying. And yes, they have ladies too, but I really feel like men are sexualized so much more in the show than the ladies. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's a perspective I've never really thought about before, no. but I like it. I, look at Peter. Yeah. That's next season, but... Oh man, Peter Speedo. and the Speedo. I mean, Peter. I cannot wait see to see his dick. Basically, the whole show. <laughs> like, come on. Look, just and, just for me. And the short, the short shorts and the crop Dude, tops. Blonde hair, blue eye were... was great, but I really, I dug his roommate. Was his name Jerry? Oh, I don't even remember the his dark roommate. haired guy with the leather jacket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. <laughs> they were obviously trying to go as as blue lagoon as possible with Christopher oh, yeah. Atkins within the network yeah, censors. Of course they were. Because if they could have had him swimming around nude like they did with uh, with uh, Charlene Tilton or Linda Gray, they would. And when you that. think about it, they had a guy in his twenties up against a TV character who was supposed to be in her mid to late thirties. That is when men and women are each supposed to be at their sexual peak. Uh huh. I, it, a lot of people I, hate that storyline. I love it. I love it. I mean, it, it, it has somewhat of a. It happens more. I can understand often the creep factor. Yeah, it is a creep. It is. It, there is a creep factor because That's Peter funny. goes overboard. Yeah, he. Does. But he does. Look at, look at that. Who was that? Mary Kay Eterno. No, no. There the is no comparison. Because that is a minor. That is a minor. That is rape. He could not consent mm-hmm. because of his age. Right. Not even the same. Peter consented. And Peter they, consented. And then they had, and then they ended up together. For a while, they're not anymore. Because she's life. dead. No, she's dead. <laughs> she dead she's now? dead, yeah. Oh shit. She's dead. But they got divorced before she died. One, I didn't know that. One, did. Yeah, one of their one uh-huh. of their kid one, one of their, their kids, kids is just pregnant had a baby, now. I think. Yeah. And, or is pre- pregnant she's, or having a baby. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said to me. Someone says to me, oh, do you, does that make you feel old or something like that? And I go, no, they're the one having the kid and the baby. Okay, I don't, I'm not having the kid and the baby. I'm not old. <laughs> okay, so pretty recently. Corona? Don't know. Um, it makes me feel old that Steve Irwin's kid has a kid. They di- she divorced. She divorced oh, Bindi, uh, yes. Billy Flau in 2019. Right. I knew that. So that oh, shit. I did not know that. I like the Irwins. You bring up the Irwins. I like his kids and his wife. They are. I I love. I follow them on Instagram. During COVID, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty shitty. And she left everything to Billy and the kids. Ew. Wow. 
But yeah, I, I, as I was saying, I, li- I like the Irwin family. I haven't family. paid They're it. Really I don't really know anything about the Ir- Irwin family since he died, honestly. Like, I, I didn't even realize oh. that the kids had a show until very recently. And then I felt super old. Well, I started following because I turned on one of the late night talk shows once and Robert was on. Is that the son? With some animals. <laughs> yeah, that's the son with some animals. He was about like 15, 16, 17. And he was hysterical and he was just so like, like one of those always happy people and like just had the, and I was, I was like, Oh yeah. Just like his father. And I was like, Oh my God. I, 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 and then I started checking out the, the sister and the mother and just seeing what they were. And, and there's such a, like, I love, I love like seeing their posts. They make me I have smile. to follow them. Um, so back yeah. to Holly, she comes to, to tell, how JR came to, into the 25% of the company and that she did buy the refinery, but it doesn't account for the 30,000 barrels a day that he's dredging right. up, JR's right. dredging up. So where the hell where is, is the going? rest of that oil going? So he got to Ray fixing his roof and I'm like, he's already fixing his roof. He just built that house. Why is the roof need to be fixed already? Because he needs something to do shirtless with his oil chest. I guess, chest. because roofs last like 20 to 30 years. It should not already need a new roof. No, it really shouldn't. That's poor craftsmanship. It is. But then Dave drives up. He come, He's come to see Donna. Don't be checking out Ray, Dave. <laughs> um, and he tells her that like they swung the vote. And now like she has a seat. So, you know. Yep. And, but Donna's worried. About Ellie. About Ellie and, you know, the Ewing fight, and now it's a three-way fight. And And Ray steps up and says that he'll take care of Ellie. I know. And what does that mean exactly? Like, when Bobby was saying it before and now, like, I don't exactly know what that means. Does that mean, like, he's going to go have heart-to-hearts with her? Is he going to go, like, drinking with – like, what does that mean? He's going to drug her and lock her in the basement until the fight's over. No, he's not going to Cosby her. He's just going to lock her in the basement until the fight is over. Um, Maybe he'll take her to some cattle uh, auctions. I guess is he just going to hang out with her? Like, hey, we're going to have like some distract. We're going to go distract him. Yeah, they're going to go do their nails together. Yeah, uh, like what? What does that mean? I want to know what it means. And then we cut to one of my favorite elderly people. Bobby is consulting with Mr. Eugene. And Bobby's asking him about JR. And Mr. Eugene is basically like, tell me what your theory is. Because I I want to know. So Bobby's like, yeah, I think that he's totally doing an illegal move. And he's selling to the embargoed countries. And Mr. Eugene's like, whoa, that would be insane in the membrane. And he'll look into it. And as he's leaving the office, he said... You know, the Justice Department is not going to differentiate between your halves of you and what. They're just going to come in and shut the whole operation right. down. Right. And it's yeah. true. But uh, he does say he's on Bobby's side. Yeah. So, yeah. He, yeah. So then we cut to South Fork, and Lucy's boss has, like, ratted on Lucy. Like, he called South Fork and told Pam, like, hey, she walked out of a shoot. That's right. Leland Palmer called the— And, which is— Okay, that's weird. Um, So Pam is really worried about her. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking about confidentiality or anything, but... I mean, I don't think confidentiality was a thing in 1982 anyway, so, but, you know. But being so out of character for Lucy 
and having yeah. known Maybe what happened. Maybe he was just worried, with, like, hey, she, like, I don't know where she is. Right. Knowing what happened with Roger. So. Right. Oh, true. True. So maybe he's just like, okay, I should Let's trust call, the house, call the house and, uh, yeah, yeah, until Killer Bob comes. <laughs> so basically, like, so Pam's like, what happened? And Lucy just breaks down and basically tells her her hashtag Me Too story. And this, this kind of, uh, in a way, reminds me of the early Pam in the first five episodes mm-hmm. dragging it out of her the way, she, especially when she went after Lucy after when she accused the teacher of, uh, yeah, it was very reminiscent of that. Yep. Cause it was even on the stairs, the same thing. Yeah. D- different mansion, of course, but on the stairs, but, you know, yeah. 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 And then I'm like, can Lucy just go to a therapist now for the love of God? She obviously has PTSD. She needs and to I, talk to somebody. These, these people see therapy as a a weakness. I'm sure because it's the 80s. Yes. And we cut to our final set of scenes. Yeah. Here. Pre-dinner drinks are on the patio tonight, which is a little bit different. We're mixing it up. The episode started out there with the wedding and it ends yeah. out there. Uh, yeah. JR and Sue Ellen arrive back from their honeymoon. And JR is wearing an ascot, so you have to drink. That's right. And Clayton had one on at the, earlier in the episode when they left. When he left. Oh, shit, I oh, missed The red that. one. The red one. Oh, okay. So we have to belatedly oh, the drink. Burgundy or whatever and Ray, shade of red it was. Who's like part of the family is like, Sue Ellen, let me take your bag. And she's like, oh my gosh, thanks. And I'm like, dude, you are still acting like the help. But you're in, you're in, that's what Ray but you're in both worlds. You're like, hey, I'm part of the family. I got a drink in my hand. Let me take your bag. Yeah. Don't we have Raul for that? Actually, I think Ray was just being a nice guy. He was just being well, a nice guy. Yeah. That's very nice. Which is good. Ray. I like when Ray's I mean, a nice guy. Ray and Bobby, I think they would have, even Gary, would have done anything for any of the women in the family at any time. If they needed help, boom. Yeah. They're just those yeah. kind of guys. I think so, too. And so. Yep. And Sue, Sue Ellen goes up to see John Ross. Yep. JR comes over to Donna and Ellie and, oh, anything happened while I was gone? Uh, nothing about, nothing, nothing had anything to do with little old me. Yeah, and Bobby's like, <laughs> I want to talk to you. And Miss Ellie's like, oh, wait, Oh, no, wait, no, what? no, no, this is, oh, no, Bobby's not there yet. Um, Donna tells JR about the oh, Texas Oh, yeah, Energy so commission. she got into the commission. Oh, yeah. They start needling like, each other. My first act of business. That's yeah. right. My first act of business is basically going to be to take away that variance you just got. Shut <laughs> you down. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And then immediately Ellie and Ray just kind of look at each other and they peace out. And and go like, in the no, house. <laughs> I'm not going to have this. We're going to go eat. Ellie's like, oh, uh, can, can we go into dinner now? An early dinner. So she breaks it up with a dinner thing. So don't we need to drink yeah. again? Oh, yeah. She, that's yeah. true. Doesn't yep. she say something about not wanting to talk about it? And then one I of them's so. like, oh, well, we'll yeah. be right in. And then that is when Bobby. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bobby comes and he corners JR, tells him he knows about Galveston and Holly Harwood. And embargoed countries? Yeah. And JR's like, embargoed, like, I wouldn't, I would never. What? And, and, my, my. and Bobby's like, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put that past you, so well, I don't believe you. We've met Mr. Eugene, right? Okay. What did Mr. Eugene say? 
Bobby was going to go down with the ship. JR's ship because right. they right. divided the company, quote unquote. But guess what? It's not divided on paper. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Theoretically, it's divided right. on paper. It is not literally. The whole corporation is at stake. So if JR fucks up, Bobby goes under with him. Mm-hmm. And they could both. That go to is jail. why JR started Petro State to move assets. Right. That's right. why you do that shit. And some people think it's good right. business. I think it's fucking shady. Just like pay your taxes and abide. It's pay shady. your taxes, abide by the law. You wouldn't have to keep like right. filing all that paperwork. A million subcorporations. It's ridiculous. Jock, you should have just cut the company in half, gave each person a half a company as its own company, and said, right. goodbye. Yeah. Yep. Ewing Oil 1, Ewing Oil whatever 2, whatever. Whatever the hell whatever. you want to rename it. It doesn't matter. But, yeah. J-R-E Enterprises because, or something. What was it? Okay, Jordan Lee had a point. Punk had a point. And now Mr. Eugene Mr. has Eugene a point, has too. A point. <laughs> He's totally right. Yeah. And yeah. Bobby's like, all yeah. right, motherfucker. If I, if, if I fall, I'm bringing you down with me. And then freeze frame on JR, and he says... You can try, Bobby. And since it freeze frames on JR, yes. drink once. Yes. And, and scene. scene. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one five bourbons. Woo! Yes! I love this episode. I think this episode is just encompasses what Dallas is. I love it. And uh, it's going to five bourbons and all the rest of the bourbons, too, because we all wasted now, motherfuckers, because we drank this whole episode. <laughs> yes, we did. And we should mention that um, Sarah was not with us this evening because she is actually in Galveston looking to find out where that oil is. Yeah, she's looking and looking. She is on the case. Mm-hmm. And she will report back to us next week when we talk about the barbecue. For sure. Um. Let's see. I yeah, I had to put this in the five category and uh, a fist fight in the pool. It's so good because so that good. symbolizes that is the quintessential Dallas pool fight. Yeah, in the history people of the show. being pushed in a pool is Dallas. And it's poor, Fre- so poor, poor Fred and his poor day. Fred. and and that man that Mickey jumped with. <laughs> Mickey just comes from out of nowhere, just like ah! <laughs> Mickey's just like I can hit someone. Cool. I've been waiting to hit somebody, and it's <laughs> I, I wanted it to be Ray, but, but this but will do. Whatever. Well, it's fine. Um, so I think I I'm going to give it five bourbons as well. Um, but ding, 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 I am ding, going ding, to straight across the um, board. Ding 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 ding. Yes, five great episode, amazing episode, and I feel like I also need to. Uh, donate some like i don't know l-arginine and tingling cream for sue ellen to use on jr because he needs to get his attention the fuck back on his honeymoon right sir right yes (laughs) sir 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 pay attention go get laid what is wrong with you dumbass you've got all the time in the world to go cut deals now like go cut a deal with your wife like yeah Stupid. Get get a fucking cock ring or oh, something. I'm get just, just going to say this. Out. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this. Yeah. When she wants to, you take full fucking advantage of that. And you can quote me. 
Right. Excuse me. Wait. The, Jaren Swung got married. We can also why the use hell that wasn't, as a... Why the hell wasn't Patricia at the wedding of her own daughter? Oh, that's a really good point. I didn't Was she off that. getting anal over in Europe with the farm? And then she's dead yeah. and we just passed over it. Like maybe she died and so on. Spoiler, like, eh. we didn't because she comes back in the dream season. Does she? Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah, Sue Ellen lives with her for a little while. Oh, shit. I forgot and about that. she gets out of rehab. Yeah. And that's when but she's that's kind the of dream telling season. her. Oh. But we didn't season. know it at the time. So. I forgot about yeah. that. Holy shit. We didn't know yeah. it at the time that it was a dream season. But, so. Right. Ugh. And you I can totally like to pretend that. that the dream season happened for real and the rest of it was a dream. Right. But no, I mean, seriously, JR, go bang your wife. What is wrong with you? Right. Right. Anywho. So next week, we are planning to do a live episode. Join us in our Facebook group on Wednesday, September 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. And um, we're going to have, I'm right now I'm planning to try to do some like a Dallas bingo game to go along with the episode and maybe some other surprises. We will be talking about Barbecue 3 from Season 6. So please watch the episode and then join us in our Facebook group so you can discuss the scenes with us. We'd really love that. And in the meantime, check out our website and also know that we are selling some fun Dallas stickers um, that are inexpensive that you can buy from us. $3 a piece or $10 for five. And if, good you, deal. if you want cast members back on here talking about the show get out there and support the screen actors guild in this uh right. strike yes and our next episode is season six episode 12 115 of the series barbecue three which you know barbecue episodes are always amazing we named ourselves after them so yes and being a that we've passed the 100 episode mark, we are now uh, ripe for syndication because we've completed 100. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're ripe for syndication. Yes. So, you know, when that anybody wants to come and like pay us for that, that'd be great. That'd be super amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Never going to happen. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> um, so, anyway, we will see you next time. Bye. Y'all come back now, you hear? JR, you dumbass, go bang your wife. Now! <laughs> Mark your territory, man. <laughs> <laughs> On Dallas. I'm very attracted to you. But you're in partnership with JR. Now, did you bring me out here for some kind of romantic romp? Is this something that he set up for me or what? I can't sit quietly by while JR destroys Bobby with dirty tricks. Well, when it comes to all business, you're even less an expert than that unstable brother of yours. Daddy taught me a lot of tricks in my early days with the company. And I can get right down in the mud if I have to. You're going to destroy everything Daddy spent his life doing. You've got to stop. I'm telling you to stop right now. I'm telling you to stop right now.